Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. I'm not going to say we got hot at the right time, but we start winning at the right time. Toward that tail end of the year, you start finding yourself what kind of team you got, the character of your team, too. The will to win is real, and we're going to continue to be resilient. The love and the energy that we have for each other right now, the trust and the communication that we have in practice and throughout the week within our game plans. We want to win football games. That's the main sense and the, the main feeling that we have in this facility right now is do whatever it takes to get it done. You know, it got to a certain point in the year where it's just like, hey, this is the way it's going to be, so time to buck up and get the job done. And I think that's really what the guys have done. They've come together and played for one another, and that has formed an identity throughout the last four or five weeks. Gets to the 10, to the 15, through a hole to the 20, 25, 30. He could go 50, 40. They're not going to get him. Deontay Hardy going the distance for the touchdown. You're listening to Jeremy and Joe on the home of the Bills, WGR Sports Radio 550. You know you make me want to T-Pain on the Shout Song at his covers concert. Hey, we've got a stat of the day leading us into Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio joining us on the Western Hotline. Good morning, Sal. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Stat of the day. This was uh, something something that Josh found, which is that, and maybe you knew this or mentioned this on one of your shows, one of your spots, that the last three times, or every time, is it every time? Every time. The Bills and Steelers have met in the postseason. The winner of the game has gone on to the Super Bowl. Wow. Yeah, yeah so it would be the 70s. They The Steelers beat the Bills, OJ, uh, that's at Three Rivers Stadium. Boy, pretty higher scoring game maybe. It wasn't that close. I think the Steelers maybe in the 40s, a little before my time. Um, and then... One of the 90s the teams. Bills, and then the Bills beat them the week after the greatest comeback in NFL history. Yeah. And it was 24-3, to I believe. Uh, they go there. Frank Reich wins that game. I remember there was a sign, whatever. What's the interstate you take? 84? What's the interstate you take to Pittsburgh? It, I think it's 87. 87. There was a sign on I-87 that said no comebacks allowed or something like that as you got into Pittsburgh. That's right? funny, yeah. So that was interesting. And then, like, in 95, 95 Bills beat the— oh, it's, it's not 87. Bills. It's 79. Sorry. Okay, so somebody was going to text us about that. It's 79, yeah. 79 for the first one, and then 92 for the second one, okay? And then no, they I'm, think I'm, 95. I meant root 79, but anyway, carry on. <laughs> sorry. Oh, got you, got you, got you. I'm sorry. My bad, my bad. 
Anyway, we're confusing everybody. All right, so that's the first. That's the second. I'm just trying to walk through it, say if this is right. The third one, I believe, was the week after the Bills beat the Dolphins in Shula's last game, and then Bruce Smith woke up. Bruce Smith was sick. He he couldn't play in the game at Pittsburgh. He had like 102 temperature. He didn't play, and the Steelers beat the Bills fairly fairly well and went on to lose to the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Yeah. There you go. Every time they've met, it has meant a Super Bowl appearance for the winner. That's the stat of the day. And it is brought to you by Seneca Gaming in Irving, home of the biggest bingo payouts and slot machines with thousands won daily. All right, Sal, so, uh, before we get to the game, I've, I've got a theory on potential game script for you here. But let, what's what's the latest on the injuries? We saw a number of players added to the injury report, a bit of an illness issue at practice. Um, so a, a pretty populated injury report there for the Bills. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the case. Um, you know, The Bills are dealing with not only several players who are you know, injured and not playing, including Gabe Davis, Tyrell Dodson, Rasul Douglas, and Taylor Rapp. All four of them continued for the second day in a row to not practice with their specific injuries. On top of that, yesterday, Deion Dawkins did not um, practice due to uh, illness. Uh, Dawson Knox didn't practice due to illness. And Deontay Hardy didn't practice due to personal reasons. So, yeah, I mean, all... All of those were um, – there's concerning, obviously. I mean, you talk about a lot of guys on that report. Now, obviously, it is Thursday. It's not Friday yet. Today is, and we'll get Sean McDermott today on the Extra Point Show. He'll let us know who's practicing today, who's not, and if anybody is officially declared out. Sal Capaccio, you can join us, 803-0550. If you have a question, something to throw our way, one 888 All right, Sal, so the weather. You know, I'm thinking about this matchup, and it's a – it's a general consensus that wind especially can be a great equalizer. If there's a yeah. lot of snow, then footing becomes an issue. And that, you know, a, a snow globe snow is not affecting much. Four inches, six inches on the ground, that is. The thing I'm wondering about is if the Bills are the better run team in this matchup. This has been a season. It's been a long goal of them to kind of be a little bit more multiple and able to run the ball better. And is this finally the year where that pays off, right? That they that they can run it better. They're going to need to in a game potentially like this. I agree. I've had the same thought. Like, you know, for all the – how many times did we go on different stations and answer questions from people who say, well, they, they, they don't have a good enough run game. They don't have a good enough run game. Like, that's been happening. And even going into this year, it slowed down a little bit this year because people see what James Cook has done. You know, he's third in the league in rushing. Um that said, I don't know. Are they the better run team? I'm not really sure. They are a better run team than they have been. Are they the better run team than the Steelers? I don't know. I think overall, they're certainly a better offense than the Steelers. That you know, and they they can probably rely more on their balance. But if it becomes just a run game, you know, I, I think that you know both teams here probably have their their good moments and their bad moments. Um, but it is something I've thought about too, Jeremy. Which is you know the the narrative. I, I don't love that word that much, but the narrative on the Bills over the last few years is they can't run the ball, and we know that they've actually had some better numbers, and a lot of that's Josh. I get it, uh, but this year it seems like they are more equipped to handle a situation like this, and that's why if you really look back in this five-game win streak, five, six-game win streak, right? Uh, that the Bills have had, they have actually it's a six-game win streak, uh, five-game win streak. Sorry, in six out of the last seven, they've kind of. They haven't had great passing numbers. And it's not that they've run the ball incredibly. Like the Dallas Cowboys game they did. That was a great game running the ball. But against the Chiefs, Chargers, Patriots, and Dolphins, no, the numbers weren't great running the ball. 
But other than Josh last week and some of the numbers he put up, they also haven't thrown the ball incredibly. So I think they've had a, a good balance. They put up some decent numbers here and there, and they really relied on their defense. I think that's really been the formula here for the last five weeks. Yeah, thinking about the run game, you know, Sal, the, the Steelers, what has happened to them to make things get better is that they have introduced a passing game that throws the ball vertically. I mean, there's a team, Pittsburgh, that fired their offensive coordinator, and now they're on their third quarterback. And our conversation, you were hearing with me yesterday with Andrew Filipponi, was about Mason Rudolph and how he's he's been better. He's been their best quarterback so far. That's one thing about the weather here and the wind and all that. The Steelers are not a good, uh, to my eye, from what I see in success rate numbers, they're not a good run team. They're one of those high-volume run teams. The Steelers run it a lot. And because of that, the numbers look like, wow, look at all these rushing yards, and it's a team that uses the run. But the thing that finally got them a win streak and into the playoffs was passing. So if you take mm-hmm. away the passing from the Steelers, then they go back to me to being that pedestrian run team that doesn't really threaten too much. And what's different about the Steelers versus the Bills, and we looked at this for the Patriot win game, like Josh Allen threw for 130 yards in that win game on 15 attempts. And one of the things we talked about in the first hour was thinking back to that game, remembering that a lot of those that were there wished the Bills threw it more, that they could have had more success in that game. Yeah, and and if you remember, like he hit Dawson Knox on a dime, like down the field later in the game. They they might have had, they might have been able to win that game. He he threw a great pass. Dawson couldn't hold on. It was wasn't like it's was a tougher catch, but it was there. He should have caught it, and that was in the fourth quarter. And I remember even in like in that play, like thinking, geez, like they should have been doing this the whole game. And they had thirty. Was the stat Josh probably know and have it. They had thirty pass attempts total, but I think. Like 20 came in the fourth quarter or something, yeah. or 15 of them or something like that were in the fourth quarter, whatever the number is. And, yeah, and that's because I think the Bills figured out, hey, we got a quarterback here who can do this. And that's why they started turning to that. As far as the Steelers' run game, you're right about the volume. So here's their average gain on the ground per game. Okay, so this is even through – I'll start backward. I'll start with the Baltimore game. So the first three games I read you are all Mason Rudolph games. I'm going from week 18, 17, 16. Yep. Average gain per rush attempt for the Steelers. 2, and then in the middle of the season, they were actually running the ball very well. They had four games in a row where they went 5-5, Since then, nothing over 4.4, and three games 4.0 or less. Four games, actually. Right. They do, the Steelers from, they do break tackles, and that's something that, this this Sean McDermott defense cell, from time to time, You'll get people pointing out that sometimes they are not the best tackling defense. So I wonder if that's a big focus this week for McDermott, especially you know if it's slippery or whatever. If it's going to yeah. be if it's going to be a game, he mentioned at his presser this week that Pittsburgh plays as physical a game as anybody they'll play against. Yeah, that's right, and and I agree that tackling is going to be really important this week when you're coming downhill on more of a slippery field, and basically like you know you have to. He's going. He's going one way. You're going one way, right? It's a different. It's different if you have a little bit of a wetter field, slippery field, and you have to kind of, you know, slow down a little bit to make that tackle. You might not be able to. And there he goes, right? Um, so yes, that is. It's not just in the run game though. That one of the things they're doing better, Jeremy, the Steelers, clearly under Mason Rudolph, they're getting the ball to their wide receivers and they're making some plays after the catch. That's what happened last week with Deontay Johnson and the touchdown that he scored. 
um, you know, against the Baltimore Ravens. It was a slant pattern. He caught it. He's off to the races. Now, you know, you, you could say the coverage was bad. There was a you look at the safety of that play. The point is he's putting the ball accurately for his guys to be able to run. And they've been making yards after catch. So you want to talk about tackling? It's not just in the run game. It's the secondary needs to be able to tackle those receivers. Yep. 803-0550. We'll get a couple calls in with Sal. Give a call. Question, comment on the bad bills versus the weather, which concerns you more. It's the Twitter poll we've got up as well. Walter in Toronto is on the line. Hey, Walter, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. This is a bonus for me. I get to talk to my two favorite personalities at WGR. Now look um, at this guy, Walter. You're the best. <laughs> well, well, th- I'm sure Josh thanks you very much. I don't know who's in the uh, other room with him, though. Go ahead, Walter. A <laughs> couple points, uh, gentlemen. Uh, um, we're talking about the run game. I, I'm a little concerned about that Harris, uh, the, the running back for the uh, Steelers. He, he, he's, a, he's a bit of a moose, you know, and if it becomes yeah. the Bulls down to a, a run game, I'm, I'm concerned a little bit about him. I'd like to hear your thoughts. And, and secondly, there's been a lot of talk about the weather, and, and I know it's a done deal. Um, I, you know, I, I did some homework. The, the first 10 Super Bowls were, were done by the middle of January. Now now we're going to the middle of February. Uh, the, 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 before the Super Bowls, the seasons were done by the end of December. So I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, we needed to adjust our, our thinking a bit. Was there ever any talk about a retractable roof on, on the new Bills uh, Stadium? You know, coming from Toronto, we, we, we have, we've had the Dome, and that's not a perfect stadium, but... It is also 40 years old, but I'm just thinking, uh, you know, I'm a real, I'm a purist. I like the open, the open air. I like the open weather. Uh, but I mean, Sunday's games gonna, uh, for a spectator is just a mess. But was there any talk about a retractable dome or, or just no talk of dome whatsoever? For this one, I well, mean, I, I'll let you take this, Jeremy, and go ahead because I know that. <coughs> excuse me. Through all our conversations with Ron Arcuri when he's with the Bills yep. and other people. And how these things evolved. Sure. I mean, so the number one thing, I'll remember this from our our talks with LeBron, that Bills fans said they didn't want, when it comes to weather, is they didn't want to be wet. It was not about being outside. It was about being wet. And that's why a canopy was one of the solutions. The The main difference probably between, like, retractable roof and dome and open air with a canopy, let's be real, it's probably cost. Yeah. Who Who's going to pay for it? The owners probably didn't want to pony up more money. The city whatever the county the state i mean how much more would the state have been willing to put up the county it's 850 million of public funds the idea of like doubling that to me i mean i'm not in favor of public money initial initial estimates for me for what i saw with the dome would have been an extra 500 million and you know this is one of the things that i mentioned earlier sal i reached out to the bills to try and get them to hey come on and give us an update rather than me just you know complaining about it like a like a like i do um, because I think it would serve them well to remind everyone that if you're mad about the snow and if you're mad about the wind and whatever, that the new stadium is designed specifically to be an open-air stadium that greatly mitigates the conditions. The The current stadium, Highmark Stadium, is like an op- a very open bowl. If you're up in the upper deck, that is a vastly different experience than what you're going to have in the upper deck of the new stadium. It is fully enclosed the new stadium, fully enclosed and designed so that when wind hits it, it gets dissipated by the design of it. So, and it's been a while since we've talked about that element of it, but if you're, I just keep saying all the time, there are a lot of stops in between standing in an open field as a 60-mile-an-hour wind rages through and being in a dome. 
there are stops, and where the new stadium is going to be is way closer to the dome than it is an open-air stadium like Highmark is currently. So if you're mad about a dome, I would just say be just give it a minute, and when you get in that new stadium for the first time and it's really terrible outside and you're in your seats and they're heated and it's warm and it's still open air and you don't feel the effects of the wind, maybe you know you can kind of tone it down on how they missed an opportunity to build a dome. I feel like the new stadium is going to do adequately what most of us want it to do. So, It'll be interesting how it affects the actual play on the field of the game because with the way it's designed, you might get a little bit less of that element, but you're still going to get it during the game, you know, on the field basically. But you're right about the stadium and the seating. So I was just thinking as you were talking about that and you're saying standing in the field, I'm thinking in middle of the Midwest, you know what stadium is very much like Buffalo? Arrowhead. It's very much like a high market. Nobody's ever been there. It's designed. It was built like right in the same time period by the same company, I believe. I could be wrong on that, but it look it's very similar. And I'm thinking about their game tomorrow night. They will not have the wind, but they'll have the elements and the snow and the cold. And it's the same kind of thing because of how it's built right there. Anyway, just something interesting to think about. So you're as far saying, as Najee Harris, you're saying Arrow, Arrowhead does a good job of of kind of mitigating the wind. No, no, okay, it's it like not. the stadium we have now. Okay. Because I think uh, Arrowhead and Highmark are very similar. Right, because Arrowhead, Kansas City wind chills are said to be minus 30 tomorrow. No, no, it's very open and it's not pitched. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yep. It's yep. got, it's, 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 the only difference is it's not underground like Highmark is. Highmark, you walk in, you walk down into the bowl. Arrowhead is not like that. It's basically a ground level for the field, but it's sim- very similar design. One tunnel in, one tunnel out. You have everything. It's, it's a, it's a bowl stadium, but it's all, very, very open. So I just think it's going to be interesting because tomorrow it's going to be super cold there, obviously. But it's not going to have the wind, is what I'm saying, tomorrow for, the, for that game. You're going to have maybe 10, 15-mile-an-hour winds. Yeah. As far as Najee Harris is concerned, um, yeah, I mean, he is a, he's, a, he's a load to bring down. You know what the difference for me, though, is, Walter and Jeremy? Um, let's think back to that Cincinnati game. I think a lot of people are thinking about that game and, you know, a little worried. And I understand that. The Bills didn't have Daquan Jones. What a big difference having Daquan Jones is in a game like this to me. Daquan Jones at defensive tackle to be able to, you know, be a, a run plugger and, you know, a penetrator, but just his ability to, you know, be able to uh, kind of be an anchor there, I guess, is I think such a big difference than what they had last year. I mean, they feel so comfortable, Jeremy, with their depth at defensive tackle. This is a little point. It's not a huge point. They feel so comfortable. They released Elianku yesterday to sign um, A.J. Klein to the practice squad. Now, A.J. Klein was signed to the practice squad probably because they might be a little concerned about Tyrell Dotson's availability. Maybe we don't get him, and Spectre has to play Klein's there. So that could be very true. But they felt good enough to not only release Elianku, but while Jordan Phillips is on IR. So you go into the game tomorrow with Ed Oliver, Daquan Jones, Sunday, excuse me, Tim Settle, Puna Ford, Linval Joseph on your active roster – Obviously, they feel comfortable with that, and to me, like that's a much, much different group than no Daquan Jones. Even though you had Jordan Phillips last year in that Cincinnati game, and I think you know that's a, that that's what gets me more to okay, yeah, they they have a good run game when they get rolling a little bit. They're going to go by volume, like you said, Najee Harris. I think Warren's a good player. I think both those I think both those running backs are very yeah, good. There are a lot of people in Pittsburgh that have felt that Warren should be getting the ball more than Harris. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's I mean, right. Warren. So Warren is more the speed guy, yep. but you're right. I, I and I, I like him too. He's more slippery. He's a better pass catcher. 
Like Najee Harris, I was looking up the stats. Najee Harris's longest run this season is 29 yards. That's not exactly you know like a, a breakaway explosive kind of back. His yards per carry is 4.1. James Cooks is 4.7. To that point, Sal, I had somebody tweet this in. I think it's a good question about what they do with their running back carries because you've got speed in Cook and you've got speed in Ty Johnson if he's available. Is Fournette something to consider for a game like this? Because we've all you know you've talked it for a while they like the idea of a physical runner and in a game like this where maybe it is a lean on the run game because of the wind and the footing if the snow is an issue do you feel like the conditions could be more of a four net conditions rather than james cook not to say like he's gonna get the most carries but that maybe his his usage could be on the climb yeah i think it's a good point i mean i i would certainly be not surprised if that were the case um we'll see how they play it out by the way, on Ty Johnson, just so everybody knows, I don't think we touched on him. He did wear a red jersey and was limited again. That's great news as far as his you know, progression through the concussion protocol. Maybe they'll have him available. But I do think that you know this could be a four-net game. This could be a game where you need a guy you know, that's a guy that you know he's a pretty powerful runner. He can catch out of the backfield as well. He can do multiple things. And if you have to check things down in this game, you know, that's him and you know, James Cook can both do that. Um, Ty Johnson can, obviously. Uh, so they have three running backs then that they can turn to in that type of situation. Yes, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Leonard Fournette activated, uh, elevated. And again, just for operational purposes, so everybody knows, there are no limits on elevations per player in the postseason. So if you play four games, you can be elevated every one. You still can only elevate two players, though. And if Gabe Davis is going to be out, I wonder if they elevate Andy Isabella or even Tyrell Shavers, considering you know he's more of the size that they look for, uh, that, but you know he doesn't have any experience, obviously. And then Leonard Fournette, we'll see. Or do they, you know, do they elevate AJ Klein? They just signed him. Yep. AJ Klein could be the elevation. So you may like J- Jeremy. They could go because of the weather. If there's no Gabe Davis, you could go into this game with four wide receivers, and I wouldn't be stunned. Yeah. And maybe do we see four running backs active? I don't know. You know is Latavius Murray and. Uh, uh, Leonard Fournette. I think it's going to be super curious and interesting how they play the roster here. Sal Capaccio joining us on the Western Hotline. All right, Sal, thank you. We'll be listening. 10 o'clock, you've got, we're going to hear from Sean McDermott. You're going to hear from Patrick Hammer. You've got the access to the, uh, the the star of the show this weekend with our buddy Pat Hammer. Yeah, so. Pat Pat is very, very, very important today. So yeah. we'll, we'll talk with Patrick Hammer in our normal 1130 time slot. Sean McDermott just after 11 uh, on the Extra Point Show. And on um Let's see. I'm working on see if we can talk to Paul a little bit later. I don't know if you have Paul on this morning, but you know, big nice nice Sabres win last night, so we'll yeah. get some thoughts on him hopefully as well. All right, very good. Thanks, Sal. You got it. Sal Capaccio, it is Football Friday. If you're on hold, stick with us. 803-0550. Get to your calls. Football Friday presented by Tops Market. Score big savings and elevate your food game. We'll be back in a snap. And that's brought to you by Snapdragon Apples, the official apple of the Buffalo Bills. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Takes a look. Tage Thompson over at the left circle. 29 seconds to go. Scores! Back-to-back darts by TNT. And Tage Thompson has given Buffalo a 3-1 lead with the power play goal. One of two for Tage. The other one was vintage Tage as well. Good to see him scoring goals. Fourth moments of the game. Brought to you by Firth Jewelers for the moments in your life. Go forth to Firth. Jeremy White with you. Sneaky Choate, still out sick today. Uh, Hope to hear from him. Hope to have him join us Sunday for pregame at the stadium for Bills and Steelers. Of course, we're tracking the weather, talking about uh, the Bills and Steelers. So, question I asked in the Twitter poll, and we'll get some calls here. We have some open phone lines. If you want to jump in, we have an open segment here and pretty much all the way through till Chris Brown joins us uh, at 8.30. So, if you have a thought you want to share, let's do it. Whether that's tips on staying warm or a thought on the game and the weather, 8030550. The forecast is, you know, <laughs> somewhat scary. The one in Kansas City is worse. And I think a lot of Bills fans have had fun with Dolphins fans now thinking the game should be moved or should be canceled. Not canceled, just moved because it's too cold after the Dolphins built their stadium to employ weather warfare on their opponents. They made it so their opponents stand in the hot Florida sun and they stand in the shade. If there's any franchise that has no business complaining about the weather, it's the franchise that has weaponized the sun. They did it on purpose, and I don't feel bad for them at all. I guess you reap what you sow. Mike McDaniel wore a, co- uh, wore a shirt last year and said, I wish it were colder. One year later, he's got his wish. It's going to be a lot colder in Kansas City than it was here for that regular season game against the Bills. 803-0550, to Lancaster as we connect with our fans. Brought to you by Northtown Kia. Shop online at northtownkia.com, Western New York's number one Kia dealer. Hey, Brian, good morning. Morning, Jeremy. Thanks for taking my call. I um, have listened to you talk about the weather. You know, everybody's talking about the weather and what that effect is going to have on the game and the bills and game planning. But I just wanted to hear your thoughts on, you know, because now they're talking about possibly moving the game out of Buffalo and when you think they would make that call and how likely that call is to be made and you know, kind of how that affects the Bills and game planning to possibly where the weather doesn't affect them in playing yeah. uh, the game. So what I are your thoughts on that? Thanks, Brent. I should have asked Sal this. They're not talking about that. There's no indication they are talking about it. Andrew Filipponi of 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh, who we talked to yesterday, our buddy Andrew, he said that one of their hosts had been told, Cleveland had been told to get ready. And I I don't know how much I'm supposed to believe that. It wouldn't surprise me at all if in cases like this, other stadiums are 
approached. Hey, do you have a car show this weekend? Do you have anything going on? The Bills have moved games to Detroit multiple times. Bad news. Detroit's got a game. Maybe Detroit is the just fallback for the Bills all the time, and it's often available. Well, it's not. Going to Cleveland, this whole storm system is going to roll through Cleveland as well. It would be outside. Maybe it wouldn't be as windy. The snow band is what is is the issue here, and here's the problem, I think. I don't think the game's getting moved at all. I, don't, I wouldn't even consider it as a possibility because there's not certainty about how much snow is going to fall. And in the cases when these games have gotten moved, it's either because there's a blizzard that is undeniably coming, right? A, a whole system that's going to bury everybody in snow, or enough snow falls that the massive effort can't be done to dig six feet of snow out of the entire town of Orchard Park and everybody trying to get in. So it's Friday, and there's not snow on the ground. There's nothing. There's nothing to prevent the Steelers from getting here when they come. There's nothing to prevent us to get. It might snow a significant amount on Saturday and into Sunday, but I I don't think they're going to move a game with one day notice. And if they do, Cleveland, you know, wouldn't that be a road game for the Bills? Wouldn't Pittsburgh fans travel up to Cleveland? You have a lot of Bills fans that are now being asked to drive. Again, like that's the thing. When the games are moved like that, you have people that drive and, and go to those games anyway. I just I don't really entertain it as a as a possibility. I'm sure it is possible, but it's not being discussed. And my guess is, my best guess is that any sort of contingency plan would be standard. The fact that they're not moving the Kansas City game where there's the phrase that probably is going to be used, life-threatening cold, right? This is where if it's – they tell you to stay inside if it gets this cold. And meanwhile, the Chiefs are going to play a playoff game outside. I, I, I'm just not – I'm not worried about it. I'm not thinking about it too much. And the other thing is, so if you'll allow me to make the case for why I'm happy, not just I've accepted, happy that the new stadium is not a dome. I'm very happy about that. We will look back on a lot of these games, and I, I know like, winning the Super Bowl is ultimately it, and we don't, as fans, want anything to get in the way of that. And a rosy memory about a game is not worth it. You would change, you would, you would trade that rosy memory, like the Bills' overtime snow game win against the Colts, where LaShawn McCoy runs it in. That's a really fun game and a really fun memory. You would definitely trade it for a Super Bowl. I know. But the two things don't have to be mutually exclusive. Think of the things that we've gotten out of being outside. And this is where I'm going to drift into some of the rosier, fun moments. But, hey, Ryan Fitzpatrick having his shirt off at the game and everything we feel about that does not exist in a dome. It's not cool if he goes to a dome. It's not, oh, my goodness, Fitz went back to Buffalo just as a fan and took his shirt off. He was in the heated section, right? I don't know how, I don't know how warm those are. I don't sit there routinely. But Fitz with his shirt off. The Patriots win game, I'm glad it happened. That was Bill Belichick's last great moment. And the Bills, after that, womped them and stopped punting. I'm glad they lost that game on a level. Because as the story of the Bills gets told, that game was annoying and terrible. And Sean McDermott afterwards said, don't give Bill too much credit. And I think it was one of his finest moments, because I agree. 
They ran 46 times and threw it three, and he got out with a 14-10 to 10 win and got lucky, and the Bills walked him after that almost every time. Yes, they lost this year. But if I don't have an outdoor open-air stadium in just nonsense weather, I don't get Sun Tzu, and I don't get to make fun of Belichick for that. And I'm sure, I'm sure, teams that play in domes like the Vikings and the Saints, they all have great memories too, but whatever. We get to categorize games in weather. The Houston rain game. I remember that one. It rained the whole time. It was horrible. And the Bills blew them out. <laughs> and so, it's just, you can get caught up in some of the narratives. Don't forget before that Patriot perfect game when it's, oh, it's going to be minus eight, it's going to be minus 12, it's going to be so cold. And it was. What was part of the narrative? Well, the Patriots are practicing outside. Oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Patriots practiced outside. Congratulations. The Bills played a perfect game. I saw the Bills practicing inside yesterday. Good. Get good practices in, you know? You drafted a quarterback that has the big arm to throw through the wind and the elements. And, oh, by the way, he happens to be one of the best in the sport and probably on his way to a Hall of Fame career. And he's more well-suited to do this than most. It, it's kind of It's been nice seeing a couple different people. We had a caller earlier say, and Sal remembered it too, the Patriot win game is defined by the weather and that they lost, and they gave a big run to Damian Harris. But for people that were there... And for those of you that watched at home, sure, you might have felt this as well, but people that were there could have experienced it maybe more so. It was obvious they should have been throwing more. And I wonder if this game isn't super windy, are the Steelers one-dimensional while the Bills are able to be one-and-a-half-dimensional? All Sean McDermott wants for his defense is the ability to make a team one-dimensional. The Bills have a great defense. If they can not worry about Mason Rudolph throwing the ball really at all, then how do the Steelers score? They're not a great run team. Their offensive line is not good. The running backs are fine. But the reason they've gotten better is because they finally got a quarterback that can make plays in the passing game. If he can't make plays in the passing game, what does Pittsburgh have? Their defense is without its best player. So, sure, could the weather be something that brings the teams a bit closer? Okay, last time these two teams played in perfect weather, what was the score? Was it I don't was it 42 to nothing? What did they beat the Steelers? 38 to 3. 38 to 3 the last time these two teams played. 38 to 3. All right. The spread isn't really moving. That somebody tweeted it's 9 and a half. Maybe at your sports book. Maybe my Apple update, but I've still got it at 10. How much should I be concerned about it if you know, the mega mega companies that put spreads on stuff is not moving it? 803-0550. The high wind gust in that game for the Patriots was 50. Tomorrow's 45 is the high possible, 40 to 45. We'll go through the Beaufort wind scale for you, Josh. you gotta, you got to learn. If, it, if, you're, if you're not referencing the Beaufort wind scale regularly with family, we gotta, we got to fix that. Thanksgiving dinner, you should bring it up. The Beaufort wind scale. 803-0550. We have open segments. Coming up next, top of the hour as well, what are you more concerned about? The weather or the sloppy bills, the bad bills that have shown up a lot this year? 
and they've found a way to- Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Push through that. It is Football Friday. Presented by Topps Markets. Score big savings and elevate your food game. Contest time. Caller number five. Caller number five to two two one four WGR. What do you win? I'll tell you. You win a pair of tickets to see Colin James at OLG stage at Fallsview Casino Thursday, January twenty fifth at eight thirty PM and a one hundred dollar credit to Overtime Sports Lounge Dining that night. Must be nineteen years or older to win and attend for tickets. Visit FallsViewCasinoResort.com. Jeremy White with you. Sneaky Joe is uh, out sick. Gearing up for the super wild card weekend ahead of us. I was trying to plan next week. And if the Bills are to win, when will that game be? I want to guess it'll be on Sunday. It could be Saturday or Sunday, right? But let's just play it out. By Saturday night, we will know what the Bills do if they win. And if they win, my guess would be they play Sunday. You've got the Ravens on a bye, and they're hosting, and they know that, right? So if Saturday plays out and it goes Chiefs win, the Ravens know they're playing Browns-Texans winner. Nope, sorry, that's not right. The Steelers, they could play the Steelers. Um, What I'm trying to say is if the Chiefs win and the Texans game doesn't matter who wins – you would have Texans-Colts going to Baltimore if the Bills win. So if the Bills win, I feel like they would have the team that played on Saturday play Baltimore on Saturday, and the Bills, they would not give a short week. 
the Bills would play on Sunday. That's a guess. I'm not exactly sure how that always works. Basically, in my head, that's how I worked it out. My wife asked me, Saturday or Sunday? I, I would guess if they win, they'll play on Sunday. And Bills Chiefs would be like a Sunday, maybe the last game of the weekend. I mean, it's a pretty marquee matchup. Of the NFL potential matchups next week, you know, you could get the Eagles at the 49ers if they win. It could be the Bucks at the 49ers as well. I don't think either one of those is as appealing as the idea of a playoff rematch of Bills Chiefs in round two in Buffalo is very appealing. Is Dallas Detroit more appealing if that lines up? Possibly. Maybe the Bills and Chiefs are the early game. We'll see. I just, I just think if the Bills win, my money would be on Sunday. But I say that as someone that has no idea how it works. So take it for what it's worth. 803-0550, Monitoring the weather. I just went down to talk to Brian Mazarowski. He's on News Radio 930 WBEN. We'll bring him in to get the latest. But also, <laughs> I told him, as he walks by sometime in the next hour, I'm like, Brian, do you want to come on and just yell at people about the weather? Because Brian has been going scorched earth on Twitter about people complaining about weather and wanting a dome. So I figure, you know, as we all talk about it and discuss the potential ramifications, uh, BMAS can come on and just yell at people about the weather. You can too. We have an open phone line, 803-0550. Open segment on this Football Friday. It's Playoff Football Friday. Do we dare dig into what would happen if they lose, what it means? I think we should we should confront that. And, of course, any kind of win. Survive in advance. Get through it. Find a way. Just win, baby. Jeremy White, along with you. Sneaky Joe's out. Josh Schmidt producing. If you want to jump on, would love to hear from you next. Any issue on Bill Steelers is inbounds. Are you more afraid of the weather? More afraid of the bad Bills? Or are you just as comfy as can be? No concerns. Join us on a Football Friday here on WGR. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.